And everyone said, amen. What a man needs from a woman. Let's go back to the text again. Let's pick up in verse um, um, 20, uh, uh, 20 again. Uh, 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 it says, so Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, and every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper. Somebody say helper. Comparable to him. In other words, that word helper means that there was nobody there to really aid him and to uh, assist him. So tonight, my first point is that what a man needs from a woman is I need you to support me. That man needs you to support him, amen? The word support means to give assistance. I really believe that when God realized after he made man, he realized that man was incomplete. He realized that men were inadequate. Come on, if any man in his right mind, if he, 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 he has to admit that he is incomplete without a woman. That's why the Bible says it is not good for man to be alone. Can I get a window? I'm, I'm a man. I, I can't be alone. I need somebody to support me. I need somebody there to aid me. I, I need somebody there to assist me. Amen. So any man in his right mind, he's going to admit that, you know what? I'm inadequate. I, I, I need somebody, amen, to help push me into my destiny. Amen. Because even the word of God says in Deuteronomy 32 and 30, let, let's put that up real quick. Deuteronomy uh, 32 and 30, look what it says. Uh, Deuteronomy 32 and, and 30, it says, how could one chase a thousand and then two put 10,000 to flight? In other words, together you are better, amen? So when it's all said and done, that man needs you there to support him, amen? He needs you there, amen, to aid him, to assist him, to help. Put, because I believe a lot of times the reason why men stay stuck in their history and never step into their destiny is because there's nobody there to support them. There's no one aiding them, assisting them, telling them that they can do it, amen? So again, what a man needs from a woman is I need you to support me. That man needs you to support him. Why? Because again, he's incomplete. He comes to the conclusion that he was inadequate. Amen. And also, let's not forget, even though the man is the head, how many know the woman is the neck? And we know the neck controls the head. Can I get a witness up in here? Men, we can act like we big and we bad. But y'all words matter. Come on, somebody. So at the end of the day, number one, a man needs a woman to be there to support him, to aid him. Because again, I even realized it even, you know, when he said he had to put the man to sleep, he realized I need to pull. He needs a rib. He needs somebody. And I love, look what this is. I love this. Look, look, look what Adam says in, in verse 23. And he said, uh, this is now bone of my bones. Looked like he was excited. And flesh of my flesh. Then it says, she shall be called woman. I believe he was experiencing a wow factor. Come on, somebody. He was like, wow, I think God got done creating her, pulling uh, her out of him. He was like, my God in heaven. Probably start speaking in tongues. Come on, somebody. Because he knew I can't hook up with a giraffe. Come on, somebody. I done named all the animals. I done named the lion, the bear. Come on. The, uh, I done named the, the dogs and the cats. But at the end of the day, whoa, man. Whoa. She kind of looked like me a little bit, 
but she got some curves, glory to God. Praise him in the sanctuary. Praise him in the field. I think he got a little excited. Come on, somebody. That's why he said, she's bone of my bone. Flesh of my flesh. You shall be called woman. <laughs> so number one, a man needs a woman for support. Somebody say support. So if you're here today, we need you to support that joker. Come on, I know every once in a while he'd be stuck on stupid and parked on dumb, but I still need you to support him. Come on. He needs you to help balance him out. I know he halfway crazy, but he needs your support. Every once in a while, you might even have to uh, 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 resuscitate him, if you will, by speaking into his life, amen? Let me drop something on you. How many of my women in here, you're not married? See, oh, Jesus. Y'all really trying to find out the secret to this. That when I find my man, I'm going to support my man, Pastor. I'm going to complete my man. I'm going to compliment my man. When he see me, he's going to be like, whoa. I'm bone of your bone, flesh of your flesh. I'm going to support you. But let me drop something on you real quick. <laughs> let me drop something on you real quick. Raise your hand if you're waiting for the whole package. Put your hand down. If you are looking for a man with the whole package, you're going to grow old and go to glory. <laughs> Pastor, you didn't just knock the wind out of me. Good. You know I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Ain't no man, including your pastor, got the whole package. Listen, you better be like, okay. Can I deal with the, he got 80% qualities, but 20% of him, he crazy. So, Lord, I need you to grace me for the 20%. Somebody say 80-20. Look at something that say 80-20. So, if he 80%, you might want to keep him. And then work on the other 20%. Because uh, I'm just waiting for the, uh, my king, and that's, that's good. But he's going to come with some problems. He's going to come, but that's where you come in. And you help him with that 20%. Matter of fact, next time you go on a date with a man, what's your 20% negative? And then, see, this is how you grade him. You come to the conclusion, no, oh, it's 50%. I'm moving on. My pastor always said the counterfeit come before the real thing. And it's flip. He 2080. You don't need to be messing with nobody. That's 80% crazy. I'm anointed to fix them. We're going to see how far you get trying to fix him. Because really at the end of the day, the only person that can fix him is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Can I get a witness up in here? Amen? Hallelujah. I believe you got something to add to him, to help complement and to help complete him. But really, at the end of the day, he's going to have to have an encounter with the Holy Ghost. He's going to have to have an encounter with the Word of God to come to the conclusion that he's a man of valor, which means he's a man of boldness and, and courage and strength. Those are the kind of characteristics you want to begin to look for. 
So number one, what does a man need from a woman? He needs you to be supportive. He needs you to be there to assist him, amen? All right, now let's move on. The second point is this. He needs you to be an encouragement. What does a man need from a woman? I need you to support me, and then I need you to encourage me. The word encourage means to uplift. The last thing you want to do is dumb him down and tell him, see, you ain't nothing. Your daddy wasn't nothing, and you ain't nothing. Y'all whole family jacked up. Boy, you know what? He going to probably do something stupid. He might not come home after you done got done just dumbing him down. So number two, encourage him, uplift him, inspire him, motivate him, be his strength. We know Philippians 4.13 says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but we need our wives to be our strength, if you will. So we need to be encouraged. I can remember um, when um, I was discouraged when nobody wanted to help me start Kingdom in the Valley. And my wife looked at me. She said, honey, I know all these pastors that turned us down. Nobody wants to really financially sow into our life. But she said, you know what? I'm here for you. And that's when I said, I need your check. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? I need your check. And she gave me her whole paycheck. Come on, somebody. She didn't say, well, I need to go seek the face of God. And I need to go, you know, spend some time in my prayer closet. No, she was supportive. She was, that was encouraging. That gave me a second wind to be like, you know what? Maybe I am called to be a pastor. And here I am sitting before you 11 and a half years later because I had a wife that believed in me. I had a wife that encouraged me, that inspired me, that lifted me up and gave me that check. Y'all don't even know it. Y'all here because of that check. <laughs> If it wasn't for that check, wouldn't be no kingdom. But she was like, you know what? Here, I believe in you. She didn't ask me, well, how are we going to pay our mortgage? That's the last thing I needed to hear because we're doing this faith walk. That's what 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 tells us to walk by what? Faith and not by sight. Hebrews 11, 6 says that, that without faith, it's impossible to please God, but he's a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. So we're like, we out here on this water now. It's too late to turn back. So that man needs some encouragement. Your words carry weight. Your words matter. Go to Proverbs 18 and 21. Proverbs 18 and, and, and 21. It says, uh, um, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Then it says, and those who love it will eat its fruit. See, death and life. See, you can speak death to your husband. You can speak death to your man by telling him he ain't no good. When you're going to get it together, you got to be positive. You got to be upbeat. You got to be passionate and encourage him and tell him, you know what, you can do this. I remember one time, you know, I was working for fries. I was 19 years old and my wife was 18 and we already had Isaiah. And here it is, I'm getting up every morning, going to this fries grocery store on 51st Avenue and Olive, not too far from here. Amen. And then after a while, that got discouraging. But then she would help me put my badge on. She said, you're going to be the best worker there. You're going to win that bagging contest today. <laughs> I won that bagging contest and they gave me an extra $25 on my check. Well, you better, I had a Pentecostal moment. I was like, look at God. 
but it was my wife that encouraged me and said, you're going to win that contest. Shoot, I was bagging them groceries. <laughs> now when I drive by there, I just smile. Why? Because Zechariah 4 and 10 says to not despise the day of small beginnings. That word despise means to not resent your small days. You might be going through some things right now, but I'm here to tell you sometime greater is later. If you just continue to stand on God's word, amen. If you come to the conclusion that this too shall pass, matter of fact, I'm going to pass my test so God can take me to my next dimension because I know that the buck doesn't stop here because I know that there's more in me and for me, glory to God. So make sure you encourage him. I've shared this story time and time again. I remember when Kingdom hit nine months old and I looked at my wife and I said, honey, I've been preaching on Sunday and Wednesday. I said, I don't have nothing else in me as far as, she said, what do you mean? As far as I don't have any more messages, I think we need to probably go back to being deacons or elders somewhere because I'm depleted. I don't have any more in me to give. And she looked at me and she said, Negro, you got thousands of messages on the inside of you. I better not ever hear you say that again. She said, you got more in you. She, now I pull up here, I be having three, four messages, don't know where I'm going. Why? <laughs> Because she encouraged me. She uplifted me. That was not the perfect time for her to have a go into a basket case mode. Because I'm already tripping. I didn't need her to start tripping with me. So if your husband has a weak moment, that doesn't mean he's weak. He's just having a weak moment. But then that's where you come in and support him and encourage him. And don't tell you weak. You know, he's just having a weak moment. Any woman going to admit you didn't have a weak moment before. I'm going to ask y'all one more time. All right, praise the Lord. But that does not classify you as being weak because you had a weak moment. Don't you ever allow somebody, oh, you weak, you just weak. No, I had a weak moment, but I didn't wipe my tears. I'm good now. Weeping man do at night, but joy comes in the morning. God's turning my morning into dancing. So the very thing that had me tripping, now I'm dancing on that thing's head because it doesn't have dominion over me because I don't let it dominate me anymore because I know who I am and whose I am. So number one, you have to be supportive. Number two is that you have to encourage him. Go to uh, John 6, 63. John chapter 6 and 63. So remember, death and life. Is in the power of the tongue. So you have the ability to tear him down and you have the ability to what? Build him up because not only is death in your tongue, but it says death and life. Speak life to him. You have the ability because your words carry weight to give that gentleman a second win to keep fighting a good fight of faith. It is the spirit who gives life and flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So you have the ability, especially when you get into the spirit of God, to speak life to him, build him up, encourage him. The word build means to establish, to strengthen, and put back together. If you know our motto here at Kingdom, it's building God's kingdom one family at a time. That word, again, build means to establish. It means to strengthen. It means to put back together. You have the ability, women of God, to help put him back together where he's broken. You can speak to that area in his life. Amen? Let's look at one more scripture about encouragement. Go to Proverbs 21 and 9. Now, this is an interesting one. Check this out. Better to dwell 
in a, in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. I'm going to read that one more time. It's better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. A contentious woman is someone who causes or provokes arguments. You just done flip out. Now listen, every woman's done that. Can I get a witness up in here? And as husbands, we're going to give you a pass every once in a while. Did you hear what I said? Every once in a while, I was like, all right, you didn't flip out. You ain't done that in like a quarter, so go ahead and just flip out. And when you get done flipping out, I'm just going to love you and encourage you and tell you it's going to be all right. I'm here to support you. Let's go to a movie or something so you can chill. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but isn't that interesting that it's better for, look at that, look at that one more time. I'm sorry, let's look at that one more time. It's better for you to be on a, 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 a man to be on a, a, a housetop than what's shared with a woman that's always just provoking. Don't, 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 don't be like that. You know what? When you find yourself about to flip out, say, Lord, less of me and more you. That's a good time to just shiko da da ba, shaka Khan. Come on. Barack Obama, shaka Zulu. I'm not going, mm-mm. How you doing? I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I got 15 things. I got a list in my head right now. And I'm going to snap right now. That's where you just say, you know what? I'm going to do the James 119. I'm going to be slow to speak. Quick to hear. How many know you got to learn how to pick your fights? Can we put that up real quick? James 119. So then, beloved brethren, let every man uh, be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Sometimes, and you know what? Sometimes I don't like this scripture. Because even as a man, every once in a while, you want to just snap. Can I get a witness of any women just, you just, you, and you feel justified. Like this joker, boy, he then got on my last nerve. Last thing I want to do is support him and encourage him with his cray-cray self. But sometimes we got to be slow to speak. How many of you know timing and tone is everything? Honey, let me just holler at you real quick. I need to talk to you. He already going in there with def defensive, like, let's go then. What's going on? Says he got to be tack. Come on, somebody. Somebody say timing and tone. It's everything. Amen? Be supportive. Be encouraging. Because you know what? One of the things I'm not going to talk about tonight, but I should have slipped it in there, because to me, communication is everything. Maybe we'll do that another time, but there's a way to communicate without tripping. Can I get a witness up in here? And again, you probably justified to flip out. He didn't forgot to put the trash out. Come on, somebody. He didn't, he didn't have you blocked in, in the garage, and he behind the car. He know you right there. Or oh, maybe y'all ain't never had them kind of battles. <laughs> but let's get more into this. I got to get, because of time, I don't keep y'all die. So number one, what a man needs from a woman is going to be supportive. I need you to assist me. I need you to compliment and complete who I am. Where I'm inadequate, I need you to help fill those voids, if you will. Encourage me. Uplift me. Inspire me. Motivate me. 
because again, a woman's words carry weight. The third thing, what a man needs from a woman is I got to be able to trust you. Can I trust you? The word trust means can I depend on you? Can I rely on you? Can I be vulnerable with you? Can I, can I, can I have a weak moment with you and not be judged? But more, more than anything, a man wants a woman that he can trust. Yes, I need you to encourage me. Yes, I need you to support me. But can I trust you? Can I trust you with my inner secrets when, when I'm feeling inadequate? Are, are you going to call your girlfriend and be like, girl, he going through again. I don't even know, girl. You rolling your eyes on the phone, chewing your gum like, mm, I don't know how much longer I can deal with this. <laughs> well, y'all laughing hard up here because all y'all done made that call. Girl, you better get over here. I'm about to stab him. I'm about to choke him. It's about to be Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield over here. Can he trust you? Can he, tr can he be weak with you? Can he be vulnerable with you? You know, I can remember, you know, you know, after, you know, playing football and my football career was over, my baseball career, because that was my thing. That's where I felt my best was on the field. That was my escape. So when that life was over, when that chapter closed, all of a sudden, low self-esteem kicked in. Depression kicked in. Can you believe it? A man was depressed. Y'all pastor. Depressed, insecure, low self-esteem. And I began to share with my wife that football was my everything. Baseball was my everything because I was taught from a young age that if you don't make it in football, you ain't going to make it in life. That's why I'm a convicted felon now. <laughs> Somebody scream, but God. So I'm out there tripping. I'm thinking the only way I'm going to make it in life is I got to take it from somebody. Oh, y'all. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> But I went to my wife, I said, honey, you know what the problem is? I'm still mourning the fact that I didn't make it in football. I'm still mourning the fact that I didn't make it in baseball. I tried out for the Milwaukee Brewers, and they didn't call me back, and I know I did good. And this is the only thing that soothes me in life. And she said, you know what? You're bigger than sports. There's a call on your life. God has hand-selected you. He has summoned you to do something great in this earth. And then she would tell me, but you got to, she said, you choose your friends wrong. Then she would show me these pictures and then show me, she said, honey, you're better than these people. She wouldn't say, see, you better than these people. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, Tony, your tone, your tone, your toning is off. See, look at this. You better than them. It was, see, honey, look. You are so better. Look at this. You're, you're better than them. And I'm looking at her like, that's who I am. That's where I belong. She's like, you're, you're better. She says, I'm not trying to dumb anybody down in that picture. But, honey, she said, God has marched you for greatness. So my point is this. I got vulnerable with her. 
I got vulnerable. And guess what? My wife didn't call nobody and be like, I had to show him a picture because of his friends and he run around with all these pookies and Ray Rays and June Bug and them and he ain't amounted to nothing. They ain't amounted. And she said, can I pray for you? Now that was different. She said, can I pray with you? She prayed with me and encouraged me. And I was able to trust her with that. And now, over time, I've evolved. I've grown. I don't struggle with low self-esteem anymore. The worst thing Satan ever did was let me find out who I was in God. And when I found that out 21 years ago, my God in heaven, low self-esteem is not on my radar. Insecurity is not on my radar. Depression is not on my radar. Why? Because I know I'm a king and a priest in the earth. I know that I've been fearfully and wonderfully made. Do I have any women here tonight at Women Only Wednesdays that know you were fearfully and you were wonderfully made? Somebody need to give God a praise in this place. Look at your neighbor and say, girl, I know I'm all that. I know I'm all that because I was created in God's image and created in his likeness. I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm proud of myself because God made me like this. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Hallelujah. Don't you ever allow some man to dumb you down. That's a sign from God. The minute that he tries to belittle you and try to dumb you down and say, you ain't, mm, I don't know. The devil is a lie. If he ain't speaking up to you, it's time for you to dip. Did you hear? And I ain't talking about dip. Not baby dip, baby. No. I need you to get your keys. Come on, somebody. I need you to get your purse, girl. Come on. I need you to dip. You feeling me? All right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So number three, can I trust you? Go to Proverbs 31 and 10. Look at this. Proverbs 31. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband Safely, somebody say safely. Trust her. Look at that, I like that. Her heart, the, the heart of her husband, safely, safely. In other words, he feels safe with her. This is a safe place for me to be vulnerable. Can he trust you? Then it says, safely trust her so he will have no lack of gain. Ooh, that'll preach. See, if he can trust you, he can share his inner secrets with you, and then you're there to support and encourage him, lack won't be on y'all radar. He'll be like, I'm about to go get it. He'll be, him, part of him being a go-getter has a whole lot to do with you. I'll tell y'all a quick story. Most of y'all maybe heard this before, but uh, our President Barack Obama and, and First Lady Michelle were at a restaurant, and the owner of the restaurant came out of nowhere and said, hey, Michelle, we went to college together. I always had a crush on you, and you know, but I was too intimidated to even step your way, you know, da-da-da-da. And so when he walked away, the owner of the restaurant, President uh, Barack Obama leans over and tells First Lady Michelle, man, you almost owned this restaurant with him. <laughs> and so Michelle looked at him with a spirit of Jaquita 
and said, no, he would have been the president of the United States of America. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get it twisted. I bet you that brother probably just kept on eating. Like, like dang, you right. Because you know it was Michelle there pushing him. Come on, that girl back. Can I get a witness up in here? Shoot. You know you bad when people copying your speeches. Can I get a witness? I'm about preaching. Look at you there and say, he went there. Ain't that a shame? I said, my God in heaven. And you know, I always say it's okay to copycat when you copy the right cat, but you don't do that with the world. Not when you got that kind of notoriety. <laughs> Let's go back to the text. But isn't that interesting? And it's interesting because I remember uh, me and my wife, we were just talking even yesterday, and, you know, we were talking about how... Um, there was another individual that was interested in her. And, you know, there was times, you know, and, and, and we played football against each other, he and I. He went to a different high school. Well, anyway, he's always was interested in her, and he would come around every once in a while. You know, we'd be, you know, back in the day, you know, when you teenagers have the house party, and, you know, and I'd see him over there having a conversation. I'd be like, what's up? <laughs> you know, I'd dap him up, what's going on? And I knew he was interested in her. So long story short, He's actually a pastor here in Arizona right now. And he got about probably 25 to 30 members. And so I told my wife, I said, see if you were to marry him, girl, you'd be over there with them little 25 folk. She said, no, you'd be having 25 members right now. And he and I would be kingdom. You know what I said? Nothing. I kept right on studying. We got to keep it 100. Because a man sometimes can go only as far as his wife will allow him. I got pastor friends. I got a pastor friend. He's been pastoring for 20 years. And he's been having one service for 20 years. And I said, man of God. You're doing 10, 30, doing 9 and 11 and just trust God. Prophesy over them chairs. Do it on Easter. Go to 9 and 11 on Easter 2017. I can't do that. I said, well, why? My wife won't let me. I, I want to look under the table and be like. Some of y'all catch that in the car. Because y'all women know every once in a while y'all need to be put in check. Because y'all can get crazy. Can I get all emotional? And, and then every once in a while I got to be like, calm all that down. It's interesting because um, 
I was told to do one service by somebody. When we moved in this building, he said, you should just do one service. And, of course, I laughed at him. I'm like, we definitely do a 9 and 11. And my two daughters told me, they said, Dad, if you do two services, we leave in the church. Can I get a witness? They looked at me with the spirit of Jaquita, and my girls, <laughs> and my two daughters are submitted to me. They, they, they not only respect me as their father, but as their pastor. One day I was at Subway with them, and they started crying when they were teenagers. I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? I'm thinking, somebody got to tell me something? Do I got to go hurt somebody? Because <laughs> you know I'm going to cover and protect my family. They said, no, Dad, we just honor you as our pastor and our dad so they can decipher the two. They know when Daddy talking, and they know when Pastor talking, and they both work for me. They know when the boss is talking. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Because one time I almost had to fire Mariah. I know she be looking all cute on Kingdom News. This is Kingdom News. I'm Mariah still. Well, Mariah still almost got fired. She know you call my first-time visitors on Monday, not Thursday. And don't, 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 don't look at me sideways. Because I'm still daddy. But back to what I was, let me just shift, swerve. They told me, they said, no, dad, you, you, we need to start having three services up in here. We got to trust God that he's going to grow this thing. You know, because when these pews was out, this place looked big. And then I got my boys, one over there, throwing the pass over here. And we looking like, Jesus, this place is kind of big. We's playing football up in here, y'all. <laughs> but the reason why we're doing three services is because of these women. That's how much influence you have with a man. Amen? And because I trust them, I ran with that. Because I know they're not here to hurt me. They're here to build me. Amen? So number one, what, a man, what does a man need from a woman? I need you to support me. I need you to encourage me. I need to be able to trust you. Let's look at some more of those scriptures. Interesting. So it says he safely trusts her so he will have no lack of gain. Next verse, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Look at that. She, you're there to do him good, not evil. Next verse. Then it says, she seeks wool and flax and willing, uh, uh, willingly works with her hands. I like this. She works with her hands. Next verse. Then it says, she is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. This woman is a go-getter. I believe that there's an anointing on your life to be a go-getter. Next verse. Then it says, she also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion of her for her maid servants. This woman was a go-getter. I believe that there's an anointing on your life to be a go-getter. Not only does your husband safely trust you, amen, but that he knows that you're going to help the cause. Amen? That you're going to go get it. I got any women that know how to get creative. Come on, money ain't touching and agreeing, but boy, you will go in that pantry, you're going to figure something out. At the end of the day, everybody going to eat. Can I get a witness up in here? That's the kind of woman that a man needs. Amen? Let's look at these last two. So number one, support him. Number two, encourage him. Number three, he has to be able to trust you. Amen? Number four, 
I need you to be a problem solver. Go to 1 Samuel 25 and 2. In other words, I need you to, sometimes I need you to figure it out. Look at this, 1 Samuel 25 and 2. Now there was a man, of, uh, a man whose business was in Carmel. And the man was very rich. Brother had it going on. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats. And he was a, a, a sure in his sheep and Carmel. Next verse. Sheep and Carmel. Then it says, the name of the man was Nabal. And the name of his wife was Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful. So this woman was wise and fine. Well, you got a woman that's wise and fine. Jesus, you can't go wrong. So she's got good understanding, which means that she ain't dumb as a box of rocks. Come on, somebody. She's intelligent. intelligent. She's articulate. Then it says, and beautiful in appearance. But the man was harsh, talking about Nabal, and evil in his doings. He was of the house of Caleb. I could read more, but because of time, Nabal, now back to custom back then, here it is, David and his 400 mighty men, they were hung, hungry and needed to eat. And when Nabal heard about it, he didn't respond like he was supposed to. So David and his mighty men, they sent 10 men to go holler at them about food, and then Nabal went off, didn't want to hook them up. The 10 men came back to David, so David and them was about to go wreck shop. They was about to go kick butt and take names. But if you keep reading that chapter, um, Abigail is a problem solver. She starts cooking food. And she takes the food to David and his mighty men to stop a war from taking place. And this would have been quick. This would have been one of them two-piece situations. Two-piece. Over. So I love the fact that this woman was a problem solver. And most of you know the rest of the story. Her husband, uh, Nabal, has a heart attack 10 days later. And then, shoot, David was like, come on, wifing you up. That's how things went down back in the Old Testament. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But nevertheless, I like the fact that she was a problem solver. It's interesting because she could have been like, like if she wanted out the marriage, she could have been like, tell them, Nabal. Tell them, yeah, we ain't, we ain't giving y'all nothing. But no, she's like, uh-uh. She tried to look out for her husband. Problem solver. Listen, we hit a wall. Didn't have no money to start kingdom. My wife solved the problem by saying, here's my check. Now, a lot of y'all would have been like, we got to have a conversation. Let's talk. She keeping it 100. She's like, amen, yeah, true. We got to talk. Now, what you going to do? I need you to cross every T and dot every I because I ain't quite ready to go into this with no details. You feeling me? And I get it because as a woman, y'all want security. Men, we'll just recklessly do things. Well, at least we try. But we behind on the mortgage for two months now. But now I got to go pull extra shifts. Be a problem solver. When, when, when I got, got low, we got let go from working for another church where they cut my salary in half, 
My wife told me, she said, honey, even though they told you to come in on Tuesday and Thursdays, she said, you keep working Monday through Thursday because that pastor loved him, but he would always say, I love crowds, but I don't like people because he allowed a lot of people to hurt him that had moved on from the ministry. So he was pastoring from a wounded spirit. So I made a decision back then to still stay there Monday through Thursday because he didn't like dealing with people. He liked the crowds, but didn't like the people. Got bitter. And I can understand pastors that go through that, but you got to be careful of that. That's where I always preach and teach here. You better be delivered from people because people are going to be people. Can I get a witness up in here? So I kept going and working Monday through Thursday, but this is the thing. They only kept paying me half of my salary, but my wife picked up extra shifts working for the police department. Now, what wife does that? Most wives would have been like, well, you need to go get you another job then. No, she solved the problem by saying, you know what? I'm going to pick some extra shifts, pick up extra shifts at the police department, being a dispatcher. And I believe part of the reason why we are where we are today is because of moves like that. Because how many know one move, one bad move can mess your destiny up? Amen? So at the end of the day, women, when you with that or with your, your husband, make sure you're a problem solver. If y'all hit a wall as a couple, start thinking. What can I do to help the cause? What can I do to help relieve my husband of feeling this right now? You understand what I'm saying? Now, I'm not telling you to go get two, three jobs and he at the house talking about girls watching ESPN. And we should have seen this run that my man made for the Steelers. He hopped over everybody. No, brother, 2 Thessalonians 3.10 says if a man don't work, he don't eat. So I'm not telling you to let him be at the house chilling. Brother, we need you out here putting in some applications. And I don't need you sitting in front of that computer all day either. You might need to physically go up there and tell these people you need a job. <laughs> For real. Amen. I know we live in a different dispensation. We just shoot out our emails. But I'm old school. I'm like, I need a job. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. Amen. Shoot, especially if something don't transpire. Shoot. So, number four, be a problem solver. Amen? Abigail was a problem solver. She went and made that food. Come on, somebody. This woman, this virtuous woman, she was a problem solver. Amen? And the last thing, and I kind of shared this Sunday, he needs you to love God. A man needs a woman, a wife that will love God. I don't know about you. Well, I can say this as a man. It's a turn on to know that my wife is in love with Jesus. To see her relationship with God, to see her pray, to see her worship. When a man sees that, that brings a level of security even to the marriage. Because you like, look at that. You know what I'm saying? Because there's nothing wrong, at times, there's times, obviously, I have to encourage my wife, but then there's times you got to be able to encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen? I shouldn't have to resuscitate you 24-7. Amen? That's why you better make sure you women that are not married, don't you marry a boy. Did you hear what I said tonight? I'm going to make him a man, pastor. No, 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 no. He need to already be a man with the 20% off. Amen? 
what, what do I, what, 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 what's, what, what would show me that he's a boy, that he ain't got a job, and you, you picking up the, the check when y'all didn't got done eating, this a date, he's like, well, I'm kind of in transition right now. What's another sign that he's a boy, is that he's more emotional than you. I even had one of my daughters, I'm like, no, nah, you got to be done with this relationship. He's more emotional than you. Seem like every time I turn around, you encouraging him, no, nah, be done. That ain't going to work. Because the Bible says in 1 Peter, put it up, 1 Peter 3, 7. Let me help somebody right now. 1 Peter 3, 7, look what it says. 1 Peter, it says, husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding. Why? Because you got to give honor to the wife because she's the weaker vessel. Weaker meaning in the Greek, she's more fragile. So the Bible tells the man, I need you to be understanding when she flip out. I need you to be understanding when she having one of them days. Amen? So he says, I need you to be understanding. And, and it says, I need you to still honor her because she's the weaker vessel. Then it says, if I don't do that, if I don't be understanding, and if I don't honor her, honor her, it says, because uh, we're heirs together of the grace of life, it says that your prayers may not be hindered. So if I'm not understanding, if I'm not honoring her, my prayers ain't hitting the ceiling. So as men, we have to come to the conclusion that if I got a wife that love God, listen, that's a plus. Because I know that if you love God, I know that you ain't always tripping. Not saying you're not going to trip. And that's not, come on, man, all of us trip. All of us, like I said earlier, just because somebody falls weak doesn't mean they're weak. Let's not put that, that, let's not put that label on somebody that maybe has a human moment. We're going to have those. We're, 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 we're still in this flesh. And Romans chapter 7, verse 18 said, there dwelleth no good thing in the flesh. But let's get into this fifth point a little bit more. So number one, we need you to be supportive. Number two, we need you to be encouraging. We need you to, I need to be able to trust you. I, I need you to be able to problem solve. Last thing is, I need you to love God. Go to Luke 10, 27. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, verse 27. So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Somebody say all. So he said, I need you to love with all your heart. All. Somebody say all one more time. Your soul and say all one more time. And all your strength. So I need you to love God with all your heart. He needs you to love with all your soul, which is the emotions and your feelings. And with all your strength. And with all your mind and your neighbor, in other words, love your neighbor as yourself. Look at the next woman next to you and say, I love me some me. See, if nobody else don't love you, you better love who you are. You better love who God created. Amen? How many know you were created in his image? That you were created in his likeness? to take on his nature. So you got to love you some you. But I love that. A man needs a woman that loves God. I said it again. I'll say it, I say, I'm going to say it again. That's a turn off for a man to know, to see your woman get a breakthrough. 
to see your wife get a breakthrough because James chapter 4 verse 8 says in order to draw near to God, he says then I'll draw near to you. So in other words, we can't just be sitting around. No, if you want to get your, a lot of times your breakthrough is connected to your worship. A lot of times your breakthrough is connected to your praise. That's why I love how women praise God. You know how some men, we just sit around and just, you know, no, no, no. Y'all women, y'all know how to enter in. Y'all know how to tap in. We need, men need a woman that know how to tap in. I need a woman that knows how to worship God in spirit and truth. Do I have any women here tonight? that believe in worshiping God in spirit and worshiping God in truth. Do I have any women of valor in the house tonight? Women of boldness and women of courage and women of strength. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Go high five seven women and say, I love me some me. I love me some me. I know I've been through some things in my life, but when it's all said and done, I love me some me. And because I love me some me, depression is not on my radar. Suicide is not on my radar. Giving up is not on my radar. Throwing a towel in is not on my radar. I'm going to keep looking unto God to be the author and the finisher of my faith. Somebody give God a praise one more time in this. Hallelujah. Come on and bless God for the next 30 seconds. Come on. I want all the women that love Jesus with all your mind, all your body, all your soul. I need you to give God a praise in this place. Come on. David said, I will bless the Lord. At all times, his praise shall be in my mouth. Come on and bless him one more time in this place. Hallelujah. Slap your neighbor, tell him you standing next to a praiser. I know you've been through some things, but you praise your way out of some depression. Praise your way out of some low self-esteem. Praise your way out of some relationship. Come on. You was about to have a nervous breakdown, but you began to praise God, and he became your bridge over troubled waters. He became a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. A man needs a woman that loves God. I want all the women that love God to just bless them one more time. Slap your neighbor and say, girl, keep loving them. Girl, keep loving them. I know it gets hard sometimes, but girl, keep loving them. Girl, I know sometimes my money gets funny, but girl, keep loving them. I've been broken hearted at times, but I got a word for you. Girl, you better keep loving God. I know you've been let down by some men, but you better keep loving God. I know you've experienced some disappointment, relationships that die. Oh, but keep loving them. Keep loving them. Keep loving them. Keep loving them. Keep loving them.
Hallelujah. Keep loving them. Keep loving them. With every hand raised. Father, I come against those that are wounded in their soul. I bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. That they will not live another day in hurt from past relationships. Even some have gone through some current situations. I call them healed tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, I know you love your daughters. I ask that you cover them tonight in the name of Jesus. Where the enemy has tried to come in like a flood. Father, I ask that you cover them tonight in the name of Jesus. I thank you that somebody tonight is being healed of a broken heart in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you're Jehovah Rapha, that you're a God that heals. Father, touch right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, heal your daughters. You said whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Oh, I call these women healed, healed in their mind, healed in their soul, healed in their heart that they will put on that breastplate of righteousness that they will know that you are their righteousness oh God for you said Jesus he knew not sin but became sin for us that we might be the righteousness of God we thank you that we are putting on your righteousness even though we've not done everything right oh but we thank God because of the blood we're in right standing with you we're so grateful for that tonight Oh, we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Father, cover right now. Cover every wife. Lord, that's even having challenges with their husband, oh God. I thank you that they will take these five principles, that they will begin to support their husband like never before, that they will be there to encourage, that when he becomes vulnerable, that he can trust his wife, that the wife will be a problem solver, and that she will love God with all her mind, body, soul, and spirit. I pray that over every wife, and I pray for those that are in waiting. For you said in Proverbs 18, 22, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord, that woman that's in waiting. First of all, Lord, we thank you that delayed does not mean denied. But Lord, I thank you that they will know when it's you, that they will even see you in that individual. They will see God-like characteristics. I pray that even right now, that they will see that this is the person that can complement and complete who I am. Where I'm inadequate, he can be there to even encourage me, support me. I can trust him. And even he will have an anointing to solve problems. And that when I see him worship, that will be a turn on for me to know that he loves you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, cover your daughters tonight. Hallelujah. Maybe you're here tonight. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. The Bible says that.